tell you right now. This is a sweet time to be with you. And as I see our church fill after a year of sickness and struggle, it feels like the Lord has given us just a breather. And it's a bittersweet moment because some of us are recovering from a loss, from a turn in the road that has left us bereft of someone we love. And I want to say to you that I don't believe that coronavirus has taken any of our people, regardless of what's being said or written. I believe the Lord has taken our people home. So that's how I look at it, because that's what the Bible says. And so I do not allow myself to be dissuaded from the truth that's in that book. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints, and all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Brother Rogers asked me Friday morning, what word from the Lord do you have? We've ended 40 days of fire. Of course, he didn't know that had been ruminating on a certain passage of scripture for quite some time. And I could have titled this, What Next? We've finished 40 days of fire. And I will say to you that it has been 40 days. Can I get a witness? Amen. Have we not gone through some fiery, trials in this last 40 days. I don't think anyone in our church has been unscathed. But I want you to turn around and look at the survivors of the fire of our faith. Just turn around and look. Yes. Give the Lord a hand, praise. And what you can see is the unseen church that's sitting in their living rooms, watching on their phones and iPads and their little devices just to hear a word from the Lord. I am directing my remarks to the church because I want you to know what I believe the Lord gave me for this hour, what's ahead. What is gonna happen to us? And what does God have to say about it? We have heard from everybody. Now let's hear what the Lord has to say. Amen. Joshua, the first chapter. The first chapter and the first verse says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the, that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, get up. Go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Just lift your hands and say, Lord, open my mind and my heart. Let this word fall richly into me and bring an abundance of harvest in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right. So. I want to give you a little background. When this happened, you know, of course, that Moses had ascended the mountain. And the Lord said, look, because you're not going in. You're not going to be able to make the trip, but I'm going to show you everything that's going to wait for them. And Moses died at the top of that mountain. And the angels came and took his body so people could not make an icon out of him. Bits of his hair and clothing and fingernails and everything else that people do that's insane and they just took him away 
But that's not the only thing that happened. And Israel mourned. They were given instructions about how long they could mourn. And Israel mourned for 30 days. And when they mourned, I want to tell you something. They wailed. They poured out grief. They, they suffered. They wept. I mean, 30 solid days of bereavement. But that's not everything that happened. Because Joshua was getting ready to lead a group of men who were going to fight who had not been circumcised. They were grown men and they had never been circumcised. They were Israelites and had never been circumcised. They had a legacy and had never been circumcised. They had wandered in the wilderness and they'd never been cut. They had never felt the pain and the sensitivity produced by circumcision. And the Lord told Joshua, I'm going to have to sensitize these people before I take them where I'm going. They're all going to take the cut. And it's going to hurt. And it's going to drop them to their knees. And they're going to have to heal from it. And I'm the one that's saying, do it. Have you ever heard, make the cut? And having been cut, this was part of the covenant that God made that the males had to be sensitized. Now, these were going to be warriors. These were going to be fighters. These men were going to be leaders. But they were brought to a moment of weakness. And if you will, Jesus was circumcised numerous times. First, as a baby, he was cut by the rejection of his own people. He was cut by his own family mocking him and saying, you've lost your mind. He was cut by the betrayal of his disciples. Many people left him. Jesus was repeatedly cut. Say, he was cut for me. And if that weren't enough, when he went to Calvary, he was literally cut in his hands. His, he was cut from head to toe till he bled from those cuts. And he let people do it to it. The difference in Jesus and us is Jesus' cuts never festered and they never got into his heart. He just kept praying, not my will, but thine be done. And he said, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to take up your cross, the place where you get cut. Deny yourself every day. To make the cut, you're going to have to get cut because it sensitizes you to pain. Pain is not our enemy. James said, let patience, he said, don't think it's strange. When you, in fact, he said, count it all joy. Go to James 1 and 2. I think it's two through four, James one, two through four. I don't want to belabor this, but I want to show you where pain figures into the promise. Say, pain is part of my promise. Pain is part of my promise. It is. God never intended circumcision to bring disease. He never intended it to make them fester or angry. Circumcision was part of his agreement. If you'll take the cut, you'll make the cut. You're not supposed to get mad. 
You're not supposed to get even. You're not supposed to slap people when you're going through the cutting process. You're supposed to take it because Jesus makes, he turns it into something that is part of our promise. James said, my brethren, count it all. The joy of the Lord is mine. Is what pastor preached this morning that in weakness we're made strong. Count it joy when you fall into divers temptations. That means all kinds of situations that come upon you suddenly. Knowing this. The Lord is letting this happen. Know it. Own it. God's allowing it. Did God do it? Say God is allowing this. God is allowing this. This pain. Is part of my promise. That the trying of your faith works patience. You learn to sit still until you're healed. Be still and know what? Say it again. Be still. Be still. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Nothing will make you still like pain. It'll drop you to the floor and you won't move. You hurt bad enough, you will not move. And he makes me lie down. We love to quote that, but we don't consider the circumstance that knocks our legs out from under us. Why would God allow that? A good God, a blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you right now, he said, the trying of that, oh God, is this you? Is this the devil? Is this the world? Is this the, I don't care what it is. I'm dying here. It hurts. Yes, it does. Sounds like a circumcision. There's going to be a sensitivity created out of the cut. Next verse. Let patience, while you're sitting there waiting, don't rush it. Be still. Woo, I love this. You know why? Because I'm having to do it. And it aggravates the fire out of me. But you hurt bad enough and you just can't move. He said, I am putting patience into you. Be still. Patience has a perfect work. So you know what's happening while you take the cut? It's amazing. It's ridiculous. We've already talked about what happens when blood to blood. That doctor told me sitting there, how'd you do that, Dr. Sakamoto? He said, I watched a face transplant and they cut the face off of a corpse that had been labeled for transplant and they took it and from the time it took the doctor to walk from the room where the corpse was to the room where the recipient was the entire thing just shriveled up because it was removed from the body and she was panic stricken because it was like what am I going to do with this and they took while the patient was under anesthesia and pastor said Jesus wouldn't even allow himself to be numbed he took the cut while he was alive and then they cut him when he was dead and blood and water came I'm telling you something. They took the, uh, 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 sandpaper or whatever it was that was sterile. And on the woman who had no face, they scraped her face till she bled. And then they took that dead skin and laid it across that blood. And when they did, that whole thing spread out because it was drawing life from the blood. Let me tell you something. We're being cut right now. But we're being grafted into his mind. Marvelous body!
I don't like it either. I can't stand it. It, it just, I just feel like I'm going to die watching you cry and feeling your pain. And I'm telling you the truth, I just hurt. Every inch of me hurts. You talk about you hurt and I'm right there with you. I told David, I said, quit talking about your knees. And of course he never does. But I asked about it. And when he tells me, I said, David, my knees have hurt me all day long. Why? I'm feeling him. And I limp with him. It's ridiculous. He limps. And I'm limping with him. He said, I want you to be still and let this happen to you. I don't want you to run from it. I want you to sit still, Israel. God made promises to this church when we came 17 years ago. I heard people say this is a burned over field and nothing can come from it but out of the ashes. Beauty for ashes. Beauty. I see beauty. I see life. I see Jesus. Lift your hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 These people were in physical and emotional pain. How many other kinds of pains are there? I think they hit it all. They were just stopped. And God goes to Joshua and acknowledges it. You don't think the Lord doesn't know? He said this, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, we got a list of people and names back there. And I don't want you to forget your loved ones. You can buy a leaf. You say, why are you selling leaves? Because that's how we keep the building fund going. You can honor someone living or remember someone that passed. I remember every one of them. I don't want to go down that list much because I just look at you and say you're the result of their sacrifice. They gave and you're here. They worshiped and here you are. I didn't have to know some of them, but I know the names on that backboard. I want to tell you something. That may have been your mama, your daddy, your husband, your wife, your daughter, your son, your sister, your brother. But the Lord said, that's my servant. I get to call my people home when I want to. That was a little hard to me because he could have said, Moses, your mentor. Moses, Zipporah's husband. Moses, Gershon and Eliezer's daddy. He could have said, Miriam's brother. But he said, he didn't say that. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. In other words, let me remind you who he was. He wasn't yours. He was mine. He was mine. The Lord giveth. The Lord. Not coronavirus. Not cancer. Not, we're not fighting that. That's why we can relax. This is what gives me peace when I look at Brother Bill Hitchcock. I'm just going to call him out because I know what the Lord said in Joshua. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. And that relationship with God trumps everything. Now, I love Brother Bill. He's a brother in Christ. I remember him laboring with Brother Tim in the kitchen with Roger Lane and Scott Martin. And I'm telling you, I remember. I remember the dinners and John and Jan Smith and Carolyn. and Re I remember, folks. I remember dinners and roles and visitation and family. I love that stuff. 
But he's not my servant. He belongs to somebody much bigger than I. So I'm not going to berate God for what happens to him. I'm going to walk with him as far as I can go. And at the end of the day, whichever one of us goes first, one of us is going to say about the other, that was the servant of the Most High God. You don't come here to win a gold star. And we're not paying for the privilege of your company. You belong to the Alpha and the Omega. He's got a responsibility to take care of you. Cradle to grave. Doesn't get any better than that. Go forward, he said. Get up. Life is filled with pain. God uses it to make us sensitive. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 said, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect when you are scraped and bleeding. Then I take my skin and stretch it over your bleeding self and instead of you I see me Hallelujah. oh would you lift your hands and praise the Lord right now you haven't borne an inch of pain not a tear has rolled down your cheek but that God didn't see it permit it and as you I want you to raise your hands and say thank you for what I've been going through I had no idea this pain was part of my promise there is something else that's going to happen I'm going to be healed I am going to be healed I'm not going to always feel like this I'm not going to always be bawling and squalling I'm not weeping may endure for a night just one night but joy comes in the morning I'm telling you I see the joy on the horizon and I came to tell you about it I see the joy of the Lord on the way I see it, I see it, I see it lift your hands and let's praise the Lord together hallelujah for the joy Jesus knew Three days of misery, three hours of suffering, nine to noon. He knew head to foot, no anesthesia, no hospice, nobody to make it easier. He knew it was going to be three of the hardest hours of his life. Getting here was nothing compared to leaving here. And yet it is written in Hebrews for the joy set before him. He endured the cross despising the... Hallelujah. Raise your hands again. I feel the joy of the Lord in this house. I feel it like a geyser. Yes. Hallelujah. Paul said most gladly, I will glorify in... Here come the phone calls. So and so's got a tumor. So-and-so's been diagnosed with cancer. So-and-so's had a stroke. So-and-so has uh, had a ruptured appendix. So-and-so's got coronavirus. So-and-so called in hospice. So-and-so, and Paul said, I'm going to rejoice in that because while I am weak, I am strong so that the power, the dunamis of Jesus Christ will rest on me. I am willing to suffer these afflictions. Everybody wants to be resurrected. Nobody wants to die. Now here's what's amazing. Verse 3, let's go. 
He already knew that they'd been cut, so he knew they were absolutely in physical agony. He knew they were in emotional agony. And he said, I'm not going to leave you in that pain of either mourning, the pain in your flesh, or the pain in your heart. You're coming out of it. I want you to put your hand on your heart, and I want you to say, I'm coming out of this. I want you to say, I'm coming out of this. Ooh, raise your other hand and say, I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. Hallelujah. Then he said this. Every place the sole of your foot shall tread on, I've given unto you as I said to Moses. Verse 4, from the wilderness and this Lebanon where you are to the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea. Look at me. Do you know what that's talking about? That's talking about Bill Hitchcock's experience, Michael Gator's experience. It's talking about Brother Howard's experience. Everything this church has been going through is part of your promise. Some of y'all are going north. Some of y'all going south. You're not going in the same direction. And those people didn't inherit the same land. Everybody got their own little cut. Everyone who took the cut got a cut. Do you understand me? And he said, you're going to divide it, meaning you're going to be there and you're going to see what they get. It's like, play the hand you're dealt. Except the Bible says, the lot is the Lord's. So if you go, oh God, it's been my lot to go through this. Well, baby, it wasn't an accident. God decided what was going to happen to you last year. And he said, oh no, I don't want to go through that. I don't want, I don't want to go through that. I talked to Sister Benita this morning. You know what she told me? They went for Brother Richard's checkup. Here we go. Brother Richard's got an aneurysm. He's had heart surgery and now stomach cancer. You know what they said? The doctor said, this cancer is not metastasized. It could be second or third stage cancer, but it's, uh, she's having to speak the language now of the land of the Hittites. Nobody wants to go to the Hittites. But guess what? That's their lot. They got a Hittite piece of property. And the Lord said, that's where you're going. And I didn't take you there to bury you there. I took you there to plant a flag. I'm going to show you how big and bad I am. That cancer has not metastasized. They think they can contain it. Now they're just figuring out what they're going to do with it. Well, I know I don't want to go on that journey, but here we go again. I'm fixing to go to some Hittite territory with Benita and Richard Lazader. Do I know if the Lord is going to let Richard leave this earth in the first church or the second church? I don't have a clue, but I can tell you what the Lord showed me. He showed me this land that I'm looking at here and online. And he said to me, Janice, you go tell those people that I know every inch of where they're going to walk in the year 2021. And I give me your flag. Joey, where's that flag? Give it to me. Give me the, the, give me the stinking flag. And there's another flag. Shauna, go get me the flag. You know where it is. Give it to me. Give me that flag. You know, y'all think I'm crazy and ridiculous, but sometimes you need to see. I'm talking about if you're getting ready to go through cancer, job loss, whatever, God never intended for it to take you down. He intended for it to take you up. 
He said, I'm going to send some of you to a mountain and you're going to stand at the top of it and yell, my Redeemer lives! Some of y'all are going to go to the valley and some of y'all are going to get low. Give me that. Siobhan, come bring that up here. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Look at this. Some of y'all are going to go through some things. Somebody's going to have a flag that looks like this and someone's going to have a flag like that. And let me tell you what they're all going to say. Alpha and Omega. Beginning and the end. First and the last. Which was and is and is to come. The Almighty. I'm going to plant a flag in my promise in 2021. Lift your hands to the Lord. That's your flag. This is your promise. I don't want to go there. But he said, I'm going to tell you where you're going. Some of y'all are going to the wilderness and you're going to get the victory. Some of y'all are going to the mountain and you're going to get the victory. Some of y'all are going to the river and you're going to get the victory. Some of y'all are going to the desert and you're going to build a temple to the name of Jesus. Your praises are going to echo from the top to the bottom to the left to the right. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. Hoorah! 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 You say, are you sure? I know I'm sure. I know what the Lord told me. Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered. So you can tell me it was your jeans. You can tell me it was your mama's jeans. You can start laying blame or you can start laying claim. Somewhere out there in the middle of that pain, that problem is a promise God buried underneath the dark and he's able to do exceeding abundantly. Lift your hands again and let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Verse 5. He said... I'm, you are going to overcome and own your diabetes, your asthma, your COPD. You're going to get the victory. You're going to show people that I'm God. Right where you are. I'm going to give it to you. So you better start claiming it. This is my promise. If you take me in it, you're going to take me through it and bring me out of it. It's mine. It's my pain. It's my promise. It's my purpose. It's your power. Jesus, do whatever you want to do. Hallelujah. Lift your hands again and let's praise you. Verse 5. Well, I'm worried about people. Well, let me lay that one to rest right now. There shall not any man, doctor, lawyer, politician, teacher, baker, candlestick maker, be able to stand before you. He said, I'm telling you now, I am not going to let one human being cross you up from your destiny. I'm going to send people to help you get where you're going. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Lift your hands and say, Lord, I believe you. This is not prosperity gospel. I'm not making this up. I'm telling you what the word says. Hallelujah. He said, 
No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I don't think anybody here thinks they're Moses. But he said, if you'll be a leader, I'll treat you like one. Instead of waiting for everybody to tell you what to do, you go do what you know to do. And he said, I'll treat you like Moses. You get in touch with me and we'll do this together. He said, I'll be with you. Nobody will be able to stand before you. I'll be with you like Moses. And then I want you to look. I will not fail you. What? He said, this is not about how smart you are, how much money you have, how young you are, how old you are, what kind of job you have, what your retirement is, your IRA or your pension. Did I cover it all? Yes. He said, I will be with you. But God, I don't want to go into that surgery. I will be with you. If you have to go in there, I'm going with you. He said, that may not be enough for me, God. He said, okay. I think he was reading Joshua's mind the whole time he was talking to him. And everything Joshua was throwing up mentally, God was speaking to it. <laughs> I will be with you. Yeah, but what kind of help are you going to pay when I... I will not fail you. Yeah, but what if... It get, I mean, I saw how these people treated Moses. I will not forsake you. They may all run away. You could almost hear the man reasoning. He said, I won't do it. Now, let's go to verse 6 because this is where it gets good. He said, this is everything I'm going to do for you. Now, let me tell you what I need you to do for me. He knew there was a catch. He said, I want you to be strong. It means we're going to lift some burdens. That means I don't want you to fall apart. I want you to pick up your cross and I want you to help somebody else in your congregation carry theirs. He says, I want to be strong. Now, you can say, wow, well, the Lord can just tell it to me. I think that when he said, be strong, he spoke that into existence like, let there be light. The instant he said to a covenant people, be strong, instantly there was the ability to do it. Because he is a creative God. So you, I'm weak. If this happened to me, if, if, what, if I had to go through what Brother Sodes is going through, I'd lose my... No, you wouldn't. Because the Lord said, what did he say? What? Say it like you mean it. Be Thank you. If you're going to be a Navy SEAL, then the presumption is that you can lift the boat when it's your turn. Hallelujah. Now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, so don't go around saying, I'm too weak. Stop saying it. Don't say that anymore. He said, be strong. And then he said in verse 6, and of good courage. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Unless you were going to have to carry something, unless there was something coming against you, you wouldn't need strength or courage. He said, I want you to know this is not going to be a cakewalk. But I don't want you to freak out every time something happens. I'm telling you, I'm getting you ready. 
40 days of fire was not to keep the bad devil away and life. It was to get this church ready and armed so that we could own our property, put a flag and a promise. God didn't put us through 40 days of fire so that we could go back to the way we used to be. He put us through it because he's getting ready to send the joy. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to march. I want to win. He said, I want you to be strong and of good courage because you're going to be part of everybody's inheritance. That means you just don't get to come to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday and go back to your life and not worry about the Penrods or the Hitchcocks or the Escobars or the Hancocks or the Brittons or the Post. He said, everybody's going to be part of everybody's victory. I'm ready to put my shoulder to the wheel. I want to see you succeed so badly I can taste it. I want to watch you dance and shout on the head of your enemy. Drive out your Hittite, your Canaanite. Slay your Goliath. I want to be there dancing in the blood. Hallelujah. That washes white as snow. Hallelujah. Your victory is my victory. Now verse 7 said. So he comes down to 7. And if he didn't repeat himself. Only be thou strong. And then he added an adverb which describes an adjective. He said, I'm going to send you into some places. He said, I want you to be very courageous. Kind of hard to do when you're the one losing your breath. When you've ruptured something. He said, this is what I want you to do when you're in the middle of your fight and you can't do anything else. So I want you to look at this verse 7. Here we go. He said, I want you to be strong and courageous, not so you can lay your hand on yourself and heal yourself. I want you to observe to do what I told you to do. If you'll do what I told you to do, I will fight what's in front of you. If you'll do what I told you to do, I will take care of what's in front of you. All right. So this is what he said. Verse 8. He said, I don't want the law to depart from your mouth. Everybody say, quote scripture. So this year in 2021, we're going to get some scriptures and we're going to say them out loud. That's what we're going to do. Quote a scripture out loud every day. Find a scripture, say it out loud to get yourself ready. Number two, he said, I want you to meditate on it day and night. So everybody say, think about scripture day and night. Think about scripture day and night. Quote it, think it. Everybody say, quote it, think it. Quote it, think it. Obey it. Obey it. So he said, I want you to quote it. I want you to think about it, and I want you to do it. He said, I don't want you, I don't want you to go left or right. He said, because if you do these things that I'm telling you to do, your way will be prosperous. Now, wait a minute. Some of us are going into the surgery way. And he said, I'm telling you what to do to go in, go through, and come out of your Hittite country. I want you to start quoting scripture. 
I want you to think about it when you get up in the morning and when you go to bed at night, and then I want you to do what you read. And he said, it's gonna take you some courage to do that. Some of y'all could bench press, I don't know, let's not even go into that. I, I, there's no way. I challenge you to a duel on the piano. That's about it right there for me. I do well to lift up a leg, uh, left and right leg. That's my extent of weightlifting right there. I, if I can carry my own weight, I'm thankful. He said, it's gonna take your strength and your courage when I tell you rejoice in the Lord always. When you wanna just sit down and bawl and throw yourself in the corner and act out and sulk and pout and stay away from church, he said, it's gonna take every ounce of your strength and courage to do what I told you to do. Quote it, think it, do it, say. Quote it, think it, do it, again. Quote it, think it, do it. What's 2021 for us? Quote it, think it, do it again. Quote it, think it, do it again. Quote it, think it, do it. Surgery? Yes. Pre-surgery? Yes. After surgery? Yes. Church? Yes. Job? Yes. You want to be prosperous? God himself said that's how you're going to make your way. Whatever your job is, wherever you're going to school, he said, quote it, think it, do it. Then this is what blows my mind. I just can't believe it. Verse 9. Joshua's mind was racing. Because Joshua was thinking about the means to the end. Soldiers, doctors, platelets, IVs. You know, there are people that need data. You can talk to me about Hittites and cowboys and Indians. But at some point, somebody's got to have some long rifles, some arrows, and some horses. Horses, horses, horses. But the Lord didn't say that. He said, didn't I command you, boy? I've already told you how you're going to win the battle. Quote it, think it, do it. We need arms we need swords he said i told you to get your head in my word i will do all the battle implements I'll do it battle by battle we all want to know the outcome and he said that's not how i'm going to do this for you i'm going to teach you to quote it think it and obey it so that you can walk out and go thy word have i hid the word of God is sharp and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. He said, I don't want you to do it by your might and your power and by your intelligence and by your... He said, I want you to do it with my words in your mouth. Amen. It sounds nuts. I know. I command you! As Joshua was arguing in his head, be strong and of good courage. And then he said this, and I love the Lord forever for this. He added two things to it. Don't you be afraid. What? That's my normal state when I'm getting ready to walk into a place I've never been before and I don't know who's taking care of me. And he said, I command you not to be afraid. And he said, furthermore, 
whatever diagnosis you get, I command you not to be dismayed. And I'm like, Jesus, give me a little dismay. I, I feel like I deserve a dismay moment. I feel like I deserve a, oh God. And he said, uh, cut it. Kind of fall apart a little bit? No, ma'am. You gotta be kidding me. Why not? Here it is. For the Lord thy God. But it's my heart, but it's my kidneys. The Lord thy God is with thee to the top of the mountain, to the bottom of the sea, to the deepest valley, to the hottest desert, to the wildest wilderness, to the pain, to the suffering, to the sorrow, to the loneliness of Shanda. He Kandara, 50,000 angels times 50,000 and a host of chariots. Ashana, close your eyes and lift your hands. Lord, open the eyes of these people and let them see the army that is marching before us and behind us in the 21st century. We are marching across the wilderness, across the mountains, through the valleys, across the oceans. Jesus, we believe you. We trust you. Stand to your feet and lift your voices to the Lord right now. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Holy to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, if you feel comfortable, where is going to come?